Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. You're coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM in Colorado, in Aurora, Colorado, Um, up and down what we call the front range here from Cheyenne, Wyoming, a shout out to everybody up in Cheyenne, down to uh, south of Castle Rock, shout out to the Castle Rock folks, and everyone in between, from the mountains to the plains, Um, you guys out in Littleton, Arvada, all the way into um, Watkins, probably farther than Watkins, as the radio signals uh, travel such a long way. And then, of course, there are other radio networks. Um, that are joining us. Uh, We want to shout out to our friends, and we have a lot of them on Hope FM. I was so appreciative of Pastor Bill and the ministry there. Uh, We also are are, uh, glad to be joining you on the Truth FM radio network, and we are grateful uh, so much. Refuge FM, Rock FM, um, so many, Uh, and, and a lot of LP FMs that we don't have on our list, but we know have picked us up. Uh, so grateful to be a part of uh, of your life. Um, we just to give you an update. We we um, we fixed the. Uh, we were able to repair the the equipment that took the station down a couple days here and there in the last couple weeks. So thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, we are you know probably long term. We're just going to have to get new equipment. Um, so you can pray for that. Uh, we're, we've been delaying that uh, for the sole purpose of buying another station. Um, and so I checked in on a, that, on a station we had an eye on in Canyon City recently, and it's not for sale anymore. Which doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's very, very difficult uh, to... Stations don't come for sale. That's why um, you either got to build them, which we're not equipped to do, or you've got to buy them. Uh, and we put some, we save some money to do just that. But there's just nothing down there, and we want to expand our coverage. We want to do two things: we want to upgrade the signal down in Colorado Springs, and we want to expand the coverage that covers the the prisons down in Canyon City, supporting all the churches down there uh, with the Word of God, and saying, um, you know, being able to support and encourage uh, to make sure that. Hey man, the word's going out twenty four seven, and it accomplishes its purpose for what it for which it was sent. So I I want you to call. That's what the show is three zero three six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand or text me directly seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That number works anywhere in the country and anywhere around the world if you put it in correctly. Uh, and so. Um, Give me a call. That's how the show works. 
303-690-3000. And so it's a good time to start out just saying, hey, support local radio. Uh, If there was ever a time where the Word of God needs to go forth with boldness, it's now. Uh, the the pure word of God, the gospel, teaching the Bible, uh, and that's the vision that we had for uh, for Grace FM, uh, and every station you're listening to this on is the same vision. It's a God given vision that we believe the word of God needs to be taught verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, and that's what we do. It's how we were trained. It's what we do. Um, and we just see the power of God. I was just emailing someone recently uh, that was sharing the gospel with someone, and I remember this verse. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. And we see the ministry of Grace FM 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as a watering and a planting ministry of the Word of God. And we do see all the time, every day. I've got a stack of letters here that I did not open yet that were on my desk of folks that are sending testimony of Grace FM. Uh, And so I look forward to reading them a little bit later. Um, But here they are in my hands, and it's very encouraging. Emails, texts. Uh, So here's the deal. Uh, A couple things. Number one. Uh, support local radio financially, um, and I mean that, please. Uh, support radio financially. You can do that Grace FM by going to gracefm.com, signing up for regular ongoing gifts, uh, or you can send a check in the mail. If that's what, um, Or you can stop by the church and put a, um, a check in the offering box. Uh, but the easiest, of course, is, and the more people, we were, we were always planning. I had a brother that was going to help us plan this, not a praise-a-thon or anything, but just to help people give and be more attentive to it, like to dedicate time, and we never did it. Um, uh, So we mention it from time to time, uh, and, you know, your regular ongoing support is a blessing. So I encourage you, wherever you're listening to this, support the station that it's on. For us, it's Grace FM, right? So you can do that online. You can do that in the mail. You can do that. Just go to gracefm.com or download the app. And it's all there for you. You can take it on. You download the app. You can take it with you on the on the road uh, and listen live anytime. Especially when the tower goes down. Unfortunately, the app usually doesn't go down. You can always stream it. Um, you know, when eighty nine seven went down, one hundred one seven was still on the air uh, because it's different equipment and the stream is always on. Uh, if the stream is down, then that's a power problem in our building. Which with Aurora, that definitely happens. I remember Kevin. Probably, Kevin probably doesn't remember this, but when we first went on the air, um, we had this room in our building that we dedicated to the studios, and we didn't quite think it um, think through clearly how it was going to be if we built it out because we didn't build it out, and and so it was a very uh, primitive way of of having our studios. And the one plug for the uh, network was on a wall. Yep. Um, the wall, yes, Kevin, the wall in the hallway with the jacks. We had that plugged in. Um, and the whole thing 
the whole studio, and it was a kind of a high traffic area because we hadn't built it out yet. Was no, I think we might even. I, I think we might. It just plugged into the wall, and somebody accidentally uh, got tangled up in it because it was the only way you could walk through and unplugged the whole station. That's just Calvary right there, man. We we do the best with what we have. I think we have then fixed that since then. Uh, of course we have, but a little more sophisticated than we were in those early days. But that's the way it goes in life, right? So give to local radio. It's needed. It's better than Starbucks. It's better than some of the secondary things you do because you'll participate in getting the gospel out. Truly, truly, truly. I was talking to a sister last night, uh, caught up in the new age and things for years and years and years. Grace FM caught her ear and God caught her heart. Isn't that awesome? That should be a new um that should be a new slogan. Grace FM catches the ear, but God catches the heart. <laughs> All right. Wow, we're gonna head over to St. Louis, Missouri. Walter, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ed. Wow, I've been listening uh, to the whole show and then before that I was listening to Bill and my wife and I have been separated for over seven years, but have never really mm. considered divorce. I would not. Um, Good. so you know, lots of issues are still unresolved, but things have been getting better. Um, I have to repent of a lot of anger and bitterness at people who I believe encouraged her to rebel. And yes. uh, the prime suspect is the wife of our former pastor who's since left him. So I don't know oh, if sorry. I can find her, but I've reached out to him and maybe I'll get in touch, been able to work that out somehow. I appreciate your prayer that things will keep getting better as I humble myself and obey God. I believe I need also to be filled with the Spirit, and that's another long story. Let's do that. Father, I pray for my friend Walter in St. Louis and uh, his marriage, God, and his wife, and just how easy it is for us to um, harden the hearts of our wives with what we do or what we say, uh, with our flippant attitudes or even just a errant dumb thing and i can hear in walter's voice uh, regret certain lord that there's been confession and repentance already and now we ask that you would do what only you can do you can rebuild uh, you are able to restore the years that the locust has eaten and you know i pray against the bad advice i pray against the ungodliness i pray against the wicked schemes of the enemy that are hatched in the spiritual realm and lived out in the physical realm so I pray that one day Walter will call us back and begin to share with us the steps that you're taking in his life to reconcile him with his wife. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, amen. All right buddy. God bless you, man. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, let's go off to Strasburg, Colorado. Wani is calling Strasburg, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, um, Pastor Ed. Hi. And this I got a little thing from um, Calvary Aurora this morning about the hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less, and that oh, yes. is exactly the hymn that the Holy Spirit woke me up with yesterday. Oh, that's um, great. We sang it yeah. last night, so I, oh, I'm yeah. the one that sends those out. Um, yeah, I, I, and I just thought, yeah, awesome. you know what, it doesn't matter who's in, you know, who's in the White House, God's in yes. control. But here's my question, and I'm going to try and put it in a nutshell. Um I believe you know my oldest son, Jonathan, and my youngest son, um, you know, raised in the church, raised alongside of his brother, um, war messed him up, mm. 
listen to spiritualism and like last week they could they turned their phones off so they could worship the last blue moon and but when I send text to my son, you know, I always um let him know that I'm praying for them for him and then I I scripture and he always says thank you, but how much how do we how do we wade through all this when um there's so you know they wear stones around their necks and my daughter Nathan's wife says that she's now an herbal witch. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what my question is except that I know God calls him, but how do we as a family, you know, especially with the holidays? Oh. Oh no, we lost you. Well, you know, it's hard to see your kids uh, go back and forth, Wani, um, searching for meaning and searching for significance, searching for belonging. You know, it's all the same things everybody's looking for. And, and here we are uh, with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, having that satisfied, but they're just not there yet, even though they were raised in the church and they know the word. And, you know, even if they have... Uh, place their faith in Jesus Christ, then we know that they're backsliding and they're just rebelling against the Lord, and we want them to come back as soon as possible so that they, so that they do. Testing, are you? Can you hear me, Kevin? Back on the air. You know we're having these uh, uh, issues with Comcast Internet, so. I'm going to put this word out again to anyone listening, especially you guys in Philadelphia, if you can escalate it. Uh, the, the re, we have all Comcast equipment, and it's constantly failing, uh, interruptingly failing, even right now as you guys experience it, where we have solid connection, uh, but then the, the internet connection, which is a very expensive um, internet, uh, just drops intermittently. And in most cases, it's kind of annoying uh, in other uses of the internet, but for a show like this, uh, to have it drop and I'm seeing the red bars. So apologize for everyone. Thanks for sticking around in that kind of weird spot to fill time. Um, even you guys out on the East coast, uh, we appreciate your patience, uh, trying to work on getting a solution of what this looks like. So Wani, are you still there? Uh, Wani, are you still there? Let me see here. I'm looking at the pictures here. Wani is with us still. She gave up. Yeah. Wani, if you're still listening online or you're listening to the show, apologize for all the technology stuff. Uh, you know, uh, in in sharing with you the the sense of a special relationship between you and your kids, nobody else can feel that. Nobody else can enjoy that. And continue loving on them you know it's an empty path that they've chosen it's not going to fulfill them it's not going to give them what they're looking for and i say just stay the course love on them and look for those opportunities to love on them and the other thing that i'm thinking of is you know mistakes i've seen other parents make is they they make this issue the biggest issue and, and don't misunderstand me it is the biggest issue of their soul but Moms have a different relationship, right? You can talk about a lot of things and you can 
uh, not define them by their rebellion, but define them by their relationship, you know, like, and love on them and let that, let, let not every single conversation be that, um, unless the Holy Spirit's leading, leading you to. 303-690-3000 is the number. Um, and we are asking for Comcast help. Um, if you are a Comcast expert and you can help, this has been an ongoing problem for quite a while and it's a pain uh, and it interrupts like we're live. So we need a live internet uh, connection. And even as tech, as techs have looked at it before uh, and haven't fixed it, if you are, we asked this earlier. So, and even I know this airs in Philadelphia. So if you are a, a guy, gal that works high up in Comcast or you're an expert, like you're the, you're the number one troubleshooter of Comcast, we will, um, we will ask you, <laughs> we will ask that you help us. Um, and maybe we'll just have to get, I don't know, 303-690-3000. David in Greenwood Village, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Hey, what's up? Hey, um, I just wanted to say thanks for the refresh conference. Um, and shout out to my friend OC. He he, he paid for huh. me to go there, and it was a blessing. Oh, great! Everything was so nice. <laughs> I, I look forward to next year. Um, That's awesome. It was, a, it's a great conference. Um, so what's up? I had a question. Um, I want my question. I, I suppose is, do we do we pray to feel important? And I know I don't really necessarily do that, but I wonder if some people do. Um, I see these videos on Instagram and it'll be like a, a kind of a younger kid or a young girl or somebody and they'll uh, make a pre-recorded video of them hopping out of a bush or something to get your attention and then they start saying a prayer for whoever's listening and then um, I, I don't know you know I thought I thought about it in two ways like are they actually saying something uh, to to try to build up their social media platform like their their clout their presence on social media or are they are really saying a genuine prayer for somebody who's listening or is it both because you know uh matthew 6 5 says something about um not being like the people who want to pray for attention in the synagogues um i, I know i don't know the exact verse but i know that it says something along the lines of that but it it's like is that is that i just wanted to hear a different perspective like what it, are they really doing it for the, is that glorifying God or is it kind of like a glorifying them? You know, the people making the video. I just don't know how to perceive those kind of weird, uh, these, these prayer videos. And I know they're kind of encouraging. Um, the other day I said a prayer, uh, I wrote a prayer out for somebody on Facebook and they said that was beautiful. And I wasn't trying to be beautiful. I was just trying to say a prayer, and it just made me feel kind of awkward. Like, I'm not trying to perform. I'm just genuinely trying to pray for somebody. I don't know. I just don't know how it works with social media and all that and what maybe it's all for. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know those videos. I haven't seen any of those, seen any of those videos, so I can't speak to them firsthand. But I think the answer uh, that that to the question you're asking is you know are they legitimate are they real the answer is probably yes and no um, and it's hard to discern you know the 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 motives of anybody for that matter especially when they're doing something good um, the idea that are they trying to build their audience are they 
probably. I mean, that's what people do on social media. But can it be used? You know, if I rephrased your question, and can those kind of can those videos be used even with ill motives uh, for the glory of God? The answer is one hundred percent yes to that question. Um, God can certainly use those, even using ill, um, even using bad motives. I'm reminded of of Paul when he is writing to the Philippians. And he talks about people that are preaching the gospel. And he says something like pretty, pretty amazing to if you think about it. Uh, he says here in Philippians 1, verse 12, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it's become evident to the whole palace guard that uh, to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And then he says this, Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, some from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. I don't know how that's even possible, David, to preach the gospel not sincerely, just to hurt a man that's already in prison. But there were people doing that in Paul's day, and Paul's response was, yeah, I can see that there are people preaching the gospel and they're not sincere. Well, what am I supposed to do? Let's praise the Lord that the gospel is being preached. And I think that's an approach I would take to these types of of videos where whatever their motive is, whatever they're into, hey, look, let the Lord sort it out. Um, But, you know, they're not posting nastiness. You know, they're not posting things that that could be really harmful and hurtful. So we'll just leave them to the Lord and keep writing the prayers or doing what you're doing. Right. (laughs) Okay. uh, That's a great verse. I'll go ahead and dwell on that and look look into that. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I appreciate your perspective. (laughs) You're welcome. God bless you, man. God bless. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. That's a hard spot to be in. Um, I've had uh, some similar things on a personal level. People trying to hurt the ministry here. People trying to hurt me. People trying to hurt my family. Uh and try to pretend to be Christians or whatever. How It's bizarre. I, I can understand a little bit of where Paul is here. And I've had to take this to heart and go, you know what? Um, just whatever. Let, let them do whatever they got to do. And if they say it's from the Lord, who am I? I'm not God. Um, I'm, not, I'm not in a position to do anything but just keep my eyes on what God's called me to do and not waste my time with things that God's going to deal with them and God's going to deal with me. So I just need to stay focused and faithful to the Lord. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Lines are wide open. Um, we're going to keep mentioning this today because we had another episode. If you're a Comcast expert, call or text me uh, or email me. Um, we need help. Um, so please do that. Here's a great question. Text line. You can text me. We'll fill in the the space uh, with these texts. Uh, 720-336-0897. When do we receive the Holy Spirit? 
We receive the Holy Spirit when we are born again. The Bible speaks of the Spirit of God coming in us to seal us as a guarantee of our salvation. Uh, You ask the follow-up after water baptism, no. At the immediate millisecond of being born again, you receive the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. Uh, What we have with the descending of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus when he was baptized is more along the lines of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that's mentioned in Acts. Uh, that And really for Jesus, that being such a unique uh, episode, like one of a kind, the Holy Spirit descending upon him was a validation uh, from the Father in heaven. And for those of you listening uh, that uh, be- don't believe in the Trinity, or don't believe uh, the the reality of the personhood uh, of the the individual personhood of the triune God at the baptism of Jesus. You have Jesus in the water. You have the Father speaking from heaven, and you have the Spirit of God descending upon Jesus in the form of the dove, all at the same time, all at the same place. Isn't that awesome? Three oh three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Appreciate your patience, but you guys on the East Coast, uh, you may have better um, equipment and you may have better internet and things on the East Coast, but here in Colorado, we we have our fair share of interruptions uh, with our equipment. And um, another shout out, if you're a Comcast expert, really the technical side of things, we need your help. Um, I could use your help. So you can email me or call me. Uh, email me at ed at edtaylor.org. All right, we got open lines. So 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Ooh, this is a good question. Do you believe that there are modern-day Esau's who live in sin so long that they can't truly repent even if they want to? Yes, I do believe However, I would take it in the progression of uh, into the new covenant. I would take it away. I mean, mean, Esau definitely is a great example, but in the new covenant, we have that described as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus put it this way in Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And so whether you look at it as a description of Esau, or you see what Jesus is teaching here, that someone committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and they will not be forgiven, they will not even repent. I mean, I think of Judas, who cried, you know, and he, he felt the weight of what he had done in betraying Jesus Christ, but it wasn't real repentance. He wasn't, he wasn't going to really repent. Um, the deed was done, and he set the course of his life. There are people that do this. However, let's be, however, let's understand this a little bit, uh, or at least add to it. We don't know who the Esau's are. We don't know if someone has committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So we treat everyone equally with the possibility of repentance and we let the Lord sort it out. We don't know. And, and I doubt, I, I think that there is, uh, you know, for us to be able to go, well, you did this and you did that. Like, we don't know. We're not God. 
and we're not going to go in that realm. We're just going to keep loving, forgiving, calling people to repentance, calling people to confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead, to put their full weight and trust upon the finished work of Jesus on the cross, and God will sort it out. So be careful. Um, great question, but be careful not to associate this to people because we don't know. Um, but is it possible? Yes. Are there people walking on the earth today that have uh, gone too far? Yes. Uh, we just don't know who they are. So we're going to continue to love and serve and minister to people. Isn't that awesome? Just knowing that the Lord uh, is doing that work. All right, we're coming up on the break. Uh, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303 303- 690-3000. We're taking your calls, taking your questions, and uh, grateful that we can join together today. Grateful when, uh, you know, when uh, um, technology works. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. That's right, everyone. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live coming to you live today from the studios of Grace FM in Colorado. Glad to be connected with you around the country, sometimes even around the world as you guys are listening on the live stream. Welcome. We're glad that you've joined us. 303-690-3000. Maybe the show isn't my fault today. Um, but I know that you guys are listening on the stream. So we'll continue on. Um, the warfare surrounding radio is out of this world. And uh, you add to that some of the things that uh, we've got to deal with COVID and all kinds of things, and you're like, whoa. Uh, all right. 303-690-3000. Kevin, are we back on? Are we on the air? We're good. Yeah. I just got a call that Grace FM's down, Kevin. 89.7. Just so you know. All right. Let's see here. Uh, happy to help. All right. I'll, have to, I'll follow up on that. Was Why wasn't Pharaoh killed when death went by to take every firstborn? Wasn't he a firstborn? That is a good question. I do not know. Uh, I looked, I was looking up a little bit in the middle of the show to see if we could validate. There's some, there's actually some question of actually who that Pharaoh was, literally, specifically. Um, but I didn't, in the brief uh, time between, um, between the, during the break, I couldn't find. Um, I couldn't find anything that could answer that question. Um, I'm going to, so I'll talk out loud. Uh, I'll make some, some, uh, I'll make a educated guess that the 
firstborn was from the generation of Pharaoh down, not necessarily backwards. Um, so possibly that's the that possibly that's it. Uh, but that's a good question. It's going to take a little bit of of it's going to have to take a little bit of de- digging in deep on that one. That's a good question. I'm going to spend some time after the show looking that up. 303-690-3000. Okay, let's get back with the show here. It sounds like everything's online. I got some confirmation text. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's go over to Milliken, Colorado. Fred, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Greg. How's your day? Mike, day's doing great, Fred. What's going on? I have a question for you. Okay. First of all, I praise you for your worship and your Bible teaching and uh, the ministers you have on, and I just love the show. I've been listening to it for a long time. Oh, great. Um, Thank I even you. have it in my bathroom. And uh, the reason I do that is because <laughs> it uplifts my spirit greatly. My question is this. Do you think we are living in the last times, and what do you think are the signs? The answer to that question is yes. I do believe we're living in the last days. And I took, uh, let's see, six or eight weeks, actually, in our church to answer that question um, through the Bible, because we we have insight in the Bible of what uh, the end times are going to look like. For example... Uh, I think uh, Jesus taught us that in the last days uh, that we will be like the days of Noah. And the days of Noah, of course, were everybody going on with life. They're partying and giving in marriage and just thinking no big deal. Uh, Nothing's going to happen. An increase of sin, population explosion. Uh, There's a lot of insights that we see continuing to grow with every generation. Um, One verse that pops into my mind uh, in reflecting the last days is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where he says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, of money, boasters, proud. And he goes on with the list that, Uh, reflects this sense of perilous, difficult times filled with narcissism and and all sorts of things that we see our culture in in a way that I don't think it's ever been seen before. It's not like these things are new. Uh, It just, now they're increasing like birth pains, Jesus said. They're increasing in intensity. Um, The third thing I'd say, and and Fred, you can get a follow-up on this, but the third thing I'd say that we are in the last days, because number one, the last days began on the day of Pentecost. That's what Peter said. Peter said, uh, as he reflected on the day of Pentecost, he quoted Joel speaking of the last days. So Peter believed, every I believe every generation alive believed they were in the last days. And biblically, I think the last days began with the ascension of Christ or really began uh, on the day of Pentecost. But one thing that puts us closer that Peter didn't even exist, um, that didn't have to um, experience, was the rebirth of the nation of Israel in 1948. Um, when Israel was born, 
and a nation came back to life, uh, that had to happen. That was one of the prerequisites of prophetic insight, and it happened miraculously. Um, so, yes, the answer is yes. And uh, do you feel that the uh, dust, the smoke, the wind, the clouds, the the uh, flies is all signs? I think that the that some could be uh, the 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 idea. Are they direct fulfillments of the Book of Revelation? No. Um, but these things uh, reminding us that our hope is not in the, this world, um, the intensity of the changes in in our climate, and I'm not speaking a climate change in the political sense, just in the natural sense, the effects of sin and how bad things have gotten and things being out of control and things, you know, in this last pandemic, Fred, the pandemic that we're in right now is re- is really revealing um, and it show it's showing a world whether they want to see it or not, and it's even showing the church that globalism in a, is possible in a very real way. That that it's possible to control the populace from a central location in a very real way. And there, you know, maybe thirty years ago, you're teaching on globalism from the pulpit, and people would laugh at you. You're teaching about the mark of the beast and people would laugh at you. You're teaching about a one world government, a one world monetary system, a one world religion, and people would laugh at you. But that stuff's right now in our face. This stuff is real. Uh, and it will be, if not a sign, you know, not necessarily a biblical sign, but a, but a type, you know, God's like going, look, I want you guys to see this. Your only hope is in Christ. Uh, and understand that my word is true and these things are going to happen uh and so that i think that when you see the dust and the the flies i don't think those are biblical uh in the sense of their fulfilling specific biblical text but they certainly are pointing to the fulfillment uh during the great tribulation period and the judgments of god for sure definitely says in revelation 22 that any of those who are unbelievers remain in their own mire. <laughs> and yeah, that, those and they who choose are believers it. to believe and go on believing and trusting. And also that uh, that all the plagues spoken of in the Bible will be added mm-hmm. unto them. That includes the plagues of the, what the, the Pharaoh did and all the uh, people of Egypt experienced. Yeah, that's a powerful... I mean, when you read Revelation, it's a very sobering book. Yeah, especially Revelations 22. Yes. Because that's the end. That's the end of it all. The culmination of history. The, after that, um, other than the, the during the millennial period, those that are born during the millennial period, for us alive right now, uh, it is the time to decide to follow Jesus. Uh, you won't get a second chance after death. You won't go to purgatory. There is no such thing. You won't be able to be your, your, your life. The, the book of revelation was written in such a way by God to stir up people, um, to not only look for his soon return for us as believers to be evangelistic, but also to stir up 
for folks to know that this is the only time that you get uh, an opportunity to follow Jesus. You won't get a second chance. That is true. We've had the signs. We're in that time. The countdown is on. That's right. I want people to know that because they're my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Yes. And I want them to be able to be saved and know Jesus. Yes. Well, I'm grateful Thank for you, that, Pastor. Fred. Keep, keep up the fight. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Greg, and I love your show. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Grateful uh, to connect with you via Grace FM. Uh, it looks like we have free uh, lines open, so let's um, fill them up if you'd like. You can text me as well, 720-336-0897. Uh, we just started a verse-by-verse study uh, in the book of First Peter. We'll probably do First and Second Peter on our midweek Bible study. Yes, we are meeting midweek in person, and we are coming together. I love Wednesdays. There's a special time for, you know, when you're a larger church, it's hard to uh, connect on a smaller scale as the larger group of church. You got small groups and different men's and women's ministries, and those are all great. But Wednesdays are like the larger church coming together. Like we need a midweek boost. We need to be in the word. We need to, and I, I see people making it on Wednesday. They're so tired. They're, it's kind of like, you know, your head's nodding off and they're just so tired, but the Holy Spirit is in that room ministering. Even if you're tired and sleeping uh, during worship or during teaching or whatever, it's fine. The Holy Spirit's going to minister to you because you're in the atmosphere of his presence. Uh, and yeah, you know, all of this online stuff is great. Radio's great, but they're just like vitamins. You've got to be together with your church. Um, and even if your church has, I know there's all kinds of debate, you know, some churches, we don't believe in the virus. You don't have to wear a mask here. Uh, all right. Um, we do believe in the ma- in the virus and we have seen people get sick and we do have people close to us that have died as complications from COVID. So we, COVID, so we ask you to wear your mask and we do have distancing because we want to worship. Uh, we want to be together. Um, uh, whether the government calls us essential or not, we are essential, the Church of Jesus Christ is essential. You don't need to print a shirt to tell people that. Just be the church. Um, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Just be the church. And instead, believers like to make big deals about stuff and not be the church. So, I mean, I guess there is a third option. You can be the church and make a big deal about it. But what's the point? When you're the church, you're going to be loving on people. You're going to be ministering to people. You're going to be sharing the gospel. Like an email I just got where a sister was sharing the gospel in a very difficult situation, and she knew ahead of time that it could mean their friendship. And and she she did end up sharing uh, and talking about the things of the Lord with this gal, and it does appear at this point that she lost the relationship because the person uh, got angry. Um, but I, I shared the same thing I that I think of. You know, I shared with uh, her, and I'll share with you, if you have, as you're being the church, uh, you are going to face difficulties, you're going to face challenges, people aren't going to like it, and and yet some people plant, we got to do the planting. Some people water, and we got to do the watering, but it's only God that gives the increase. So be the church. Even if your church has restrictions, you know, we, we see uh, folks being all upset, you know, we're just going to go to another church without restrictions. Good. 
go to another church without restrictions and then stop complaining about it. Stop complaining about it. Get your eyes back on the Lord and don't complain about it anymore. And when you leave church, talk about the things of the Lord. And when you're on your way, worship and sing. But you might be distracted and diverted, even with the leadership of other pastors, to get your eyes on things that you don't need to be on. Uh, it, it's And it's not political. And it's not progressive. I, I, I <laughs> The things that people do to get um, accusing. They accused, they, I was accused recently of being a progressive pastor, um, whatever they meant by that. And... I'm I'm actually just a guy that loves Jesus, wants to teach the Bible, and wants to get people focused on the Lord, which is much more challenging than just throwing up your hands and going, oh yeah, we don't care, you can come as you are, don't worry about it. Um, the whole world is concerned about COVID, but it doesn't exist on this property. Uh, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, what, what do we have to lose? Um, what do we have to lose by participating in, with the world and i don't mean sinfully but we're certainly in this world we're not of this world what do we have to lose by saying uh and even to this point you know i don't believe that the mass does anything and i think that my and all the different you know because whatever side you on if you get a youtube video that says mass are important or you watch a youtube video like none of us are doctors i'm not a doctor we have doctors in the church and every doctor that's talked to me said we should wear them Let's just say it doesn't work. Let's just say it has no bearing on the virus. Let's just say you're right. I give it to you. Masks are dumb and, and it's just this and it's a conspiracy and everything, whatever. It's not, but let, let's just say it is. What have you lost by putting one on and looking someone in the eye and saying, you know what, I'm doing this just in case. I'm doing this just in case. I, be, I, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that's important. And I'm doing this just in case. Why lose the opportunity to minister to someone, minister to someone, a lost person, or even a person that's in your church by putting on a mask or having restrictions and learning how to live in such a way that we honor God and honor Caesar until Caesar tells us to sin against God? Then we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're not going to do that. But what do you have to lose? Um, think about it this way. You know, some of you don't like wearing seatbelts. And you do anyway. Why? Well, because the data says that seatbelts save lives. I would agree with that. I think that there's been enough research on it um, that I would agree, even though I'm not a statistician, I would agree. I'm taking people's word that seatbelts uh, save lives. Now, sometimes, most of the time when I ask this question, the answer is no. Uh, some people, of course, listening right now would say yes, but I would ask you this question. I know seatbelts save lives, but you're wearing one. Yeah, I'm wearing one. And then I would say, did it save your life? And for most of us, a seatbelt hasn't saved our life, and we hope it never does. A seatbelt hasn't saved our life. However, you put it on anyway. And the reason you put it on is this. Probably not because it's a law. Probably not because you don't want to get a ticket. Probably not. Probably not, but possibly. This is why I think people put seatbelts on. They put them on just in case. And that's that. They put them on just in case. And with that, we are finding ourselves navigating a difficult situation where 
um, where we are caught up in different things, forgetting that we're the church. Uh, do you believe in government overreach? Yes. Do you think unilateral decisions are harming? Yes. And all of I I get it, but I know that, uh, and I don't I don't have all the answers. That's why I just try to stick within the Bible. I just know. Uh, I was reading this morning. Actually, I posted on my Twitter. If you want to connect with me on social media, uh, Jesus did not resist the suffering appointed for him. Jesus did not resist the suffering appointed for him. And you're alive during this time. I'm alive. We're alive. And we've been appointed to suffering. Um, not like the persecuted church around the world, but you know, we've got things that are frustrating. We've got things that's not fair. It's, you know, it's constitutional. And, but the Bible predates the Constitution. You know that, right? And the Bible predates the Constitution. And I'm grateful I live in this country. I'm grateful for the Constitution. I'm grateful for those laws. I'm, I'm grateful. Um, and I certainly don't want to compromise the gospel because of the Constitution or some governor's decision. But I also want to be able to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. I want to be a wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Um, and I know every people fall in different categories, but whatever category you're in, I wonder if we could agree that we should just be the church. Can we agree uh, that we are the church and that we're to be the church? Um, I, I was just so encouraged this, this weekend and last night watching the video. Well, last night, but also last weekend we announced uh, something we've done for years uh, with um, Samaritan's Purse. Uh, when we send those boxes, I remember doing the filling those boxes with my kids when they were younger, and it just was so encouraging anticipating the kids being happy opening those boxes. Man, I, and it reminded me. I saw on our table there's a we we put some things out that you could put in the box, and one of them are handmade wooden cars. And it reminded me when I saw the box last night that we took some a bag of those handmade wooden cars to kids in Egypt when we were doing ministry in the in the poorer parts of Egypt years ago and those little wooden cars were such a treasure among the kids and their moms like uh, we we saw we saw them they're playing moms playing with their kids with these little wooden cars that a brother made in his garage a brother in our church and it's so good um so good so let's just be the church and let's not be distracted. Um, and I, I think we can all agree on that. 303-690-3000. It's going to go to Windsor, Colorado. Emily is calling. Emily, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi, what's up? Um, I have a question for you about prophets and prophecy. Um Okay. Especially lately, I've been hearing some people say things like, well, back in July, he said, you know, you have until the end of August to get ready for this massive shutdown where we're going to have to be helping people. You know, this is a word from the Lord that I received that I am supposed to prophesy to you. Um, okay. Obviously, that has not happened. Um, 
And, you know, I heard another guy recently talk about how, you know, uh, the presidential election and it would be won by a landslide and it would be very obvious, you know, that this is the man and obviously that's not happening now. And I'm not so concerned about that, but I guess biblically, when do we discount a prophet or his prophecy? And do you then listen to that person again if they have a different prophecy at a different time? I think we discount people like that um, immediately and going and and going forward. I think it's just hype and not real and not true. Uh, and once a guy or a gal makes a prophecy like that, I think they should be completely discounted 100%. And they'd be glad that they don't live in, Deuter- in the times of Deuteronomy where they would be stoned for their false prophecies. Um, and I don't. I don't run in that circle, so I haven't heard a lot of these prophecies myself um, because they're extra biblical. I do believe God speaks, and I do believe God gives impressions. I do believe in the supernatural work of God, and I do believe sometimes we could have it wrong. But somebody that says, I got a vision that it's going to be a landslide, and now it's obviously not a landslide, you have to question what, who told him that? And, you know, the idea that I got it from the Lord, you didn't get it from the Lord. You don't, you didn't hear from the Lord. And so I'm going to be super skeptical for, uh, from now on because the new, you know, uh, we had this question earlier in the week, you know, what's the difference between a prophet in the Old Testament and the New Testament gift of prophecy? The New Testament gift of prophecy is speaking forth the word of God. It is not primarily a foretelling of anything. God has already given us the faith once and for all delivered to us. He, he's not giving a foretelling. Um, there, I, I, I'm, I'm already skeptical of these folks to begin with, and when they're wrong, I don't give them any credence. I, I only have a little bit of time, and I'm not giving my time to people that obviously are not don't hear from the Lord. And, are, um, and I'm not saying they don't always hear from the Lord. I'm just saying that they, they you know, if they came out and repented, and they came out just as boldly and said, I was wrong. I didn't hear from the Lord. Uh, I'm going to go back to my prayer closet and pray. I'm never going to do this again. Ah, I can re- I can relate to a guy like that. Um, but they'll just keep doing nonsense things and then making it. Guys will write books, you know, um, and, and totally twist the Bible in such a way that, because that, that speaks to that prophetic group. And I would absolutely not. The Bible says to test all things, hold fast to what is good. And testing this prophecy, it, it is not true. It's not to be held on to. And immediately, I mean, especially if they have a, can people make mistakes? Yes. And can we give grace for mistakes? Yes. But I suspect it's not the first time this person did that. And it won't be the last. Okay. I, I like that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It's kind of sad because I think they have the right intentions. You know, I, I but it's just a, it, in that there's a segment of the charismatic movement. Um, and we are a charismatic church ourselves. We believe in the gifts. We believe in the charisma. We believe uh, in all the gifts exist today. But there's a segment that's just wild, out of control, and so stinking unbiblical. But they've got the airwaves. They own the television stations. They They have the people following them. And they're getting prominence when it's just nonsense. Anybody with an open Bible could say, you you are not, like, it, 
this is not from the Lord. And you don't have to be like, we don't have to be all critical about it. Like, but if I had a personal relationship with them, I'd tell them, um, I, I would say, I don't even know what I'd say, but it makes me mad. That's, and I'm getting kind of fired up by it, but it just hurts people and confuses people. And, and Jesus never did that. Like Jesus never did it. The, the, the early church didn't do it. And then by the time you get to the, to the New Testament, you know, cause you're looking at the revelation of God, right? You've got the example of Jesus. You see how the early church lived out their example of what they knew Jesus. And then the, the letters are corrective for the most part to get back on track. And then it didn't take long for the church in Corinth to get way off track with the spiritual gifts. And Paul wrote to him and says, you guys are wrong. The gifts aren't wrong. You're, you're wrong. And that's what I would say to this guy. You know, the fact that God may want to speak comfort. Because here's the thing here. We're already running out of time, but let me look this up here. Um, here's where you know prophecy um, is, is legitimate. This is one of the ways that you can see. Um, when, um, let me see the XOR. When you uh, see, um, uh, a true prophecy, it's, uh, first Corinthians 14 verse three, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation and comfort to men. And so that brother, uh, his statement fails on all three points. And besides the fact that it didn't come to pass. Well, thank you very much. Oh, I appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, you hear this, uh, the music. Thanks for sticking around with us with all our technology challenges, but grateful, grateful, grateful. Uh, may the Lord bless you, encourage you. We'll see you this weekend in person, Calvary Church. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. We're back in Hebrews chapter 12, verse by verse. Looking forward to it. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.